Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. All right, so welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today, I have a, a dear friend of mine. We actually met nine years ago on exchange in Helsinki, and her name is Bettina. Um, Bettina is originally from Switzerland, and she is a travel and fashion blogger who is on a mission with her partner, Kyle, to show you that even with a full everyday life, there's always room for a little adventure. On their blog, The Next Trip, XYZ, they provide you with all the information, tips and tricks you need so that you can travel more and see the world, even if you don't have a lot of time off work. Bettina holds a master's degree in finance and has spent several years working in the finance industry. But after having lived and worked two years in Vancouver and another four in Chicago, Bettina and Kyle decided to ditch their corporate jobs and finally follow their dreams. Without kids, pets, or anything else that would tie them down, they decided that 2019 would be the year for them to start their own adventure of discovering the world, which they will do by starting with traveling North and South America in their own pop-up camper this year. And I'm so happy to have you, Bettina. Welcome to the Five Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be on here. Yeah, and... Like I mentioned in the beginning, we've almost met like one decade ago on exchange. And uh, even though we stayed in touch, this is actually the first time that we get to, I think, talk again, like seeing each other, <laughs> literally. That I completely agree. This is so impressive. If you think about it, we we met completely randomly on exchange and the Finland experience brought us together so close that even now, nine years later, without really keeping in touch that much, yeah. is still a connection so strong that we we can pick up where we left off. It's impressive. Yeah. I know. It's so great. And uh, there's a lot of things that have happened in those nine years. And yeah. um, especially in the past um, couple of years, um, you know, you really started your own kind of path with becoming a travel blogger, fashion blogger, um, more or less the last two years, I'd say. And yes. um, I mean, I think traveling was always one of your passions, but really the last uh, couple of years, you also started traveling like a lot, actually, like almost every weekend you and Kyle were off somewhere uh, in the right. US. And um, now it has gotten to a point where you actively quit your job to go travel for a whole year. For starters, I yes. assume. <laughs> See how yes. it goes. No, that's right. <laughs> that's correct. And, um, you know, can you take us a little bit, you know, to the beginning of, let's say, this journey? Because I remember we chatted uh, more or less one year ago. And I remember that um, you were not in a happy place with, uh, I think, your career and with the job. And I think, you know, it is so representative of so many other women out there, especially millennial women who start their corporate path. And then a couple years in, you're like, okay, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, and feeling completely lost, at least that's what happened to me. So, um, And I remember you got yourself a coach to work on, you know, finding a little bit your purpose and bringing more meaning yeah. into your life. So what has happened? Okay, so as you already touched on in the beginning in the introduction part, I'm originally from Switzerland and I moved to the U.S. for work together with Kyle. And our goal was always to explore all of the 50 states. And we did that on weekends while we were working. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we would fly out Friday night at 6 p.m. and come back Monday morning at 6 a.m. But at least we did something that weekend. And our family and coworker and friends were always interested to hear 
oh, where did you go? What have you done? Like, this is so crazy. I don't know how you do this. So we would share it. And we thought at some point we should start an Instagram and a blog kind of as a journal Mm -hmm. to share our trips with the people that are close to us. And and so it kind of started that way. And we, we did that just next to working. And for me, it was a nice creative outlet. And the next trip changed into more of an inspiration for other people that want to travel but don't know how to do it when they're working full time because I noticed that was my coworker's main problem. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to incorporate tips to do that. Now, as you already mentioned as well, I was working in corporate finance uh, in the US and as the entire industry is in corporate finance, it's high stress. Um, you You work very long hours, it's intense and as also finance is not overly creative. So I was missing a bit of a creative outlet, something to do on the side to really be passionate about. Mm. And and starting that journal, the blog that then turned into an actual blog, an advice, a travel tip blog for other people, that really gave me this outlet. And it gave me so much fulfillment. I felt happier than in my everyday job. And I couldn't wait to stop working and start blogging mm. every single day. It was it was the one thing I was looking forward to. And so after a couple of years, like especially a very rough year in my job, 2017 was extremely rough. I worked tireless hours. I I was going through a lot of emotional abuse at work. Mm. Um, just the way the teams were structured wasn't sustainable the way the communication between my boss and the team was set up was not sustainable so I needed to break out of that and I started working together with a life coach Mm -hmm. to understand what my strengths are what my goals are what I really wanted to do with my life because I had no idea at that Mm -hmm. point what else what other than finance I would like to do and we, I went with her through the entire program and I found my perfect job that <laughs> as of today I'm not doing but I would still love to do but it was working in a strategic field so basically more of an entrepreneur aspect. Mm. You take a company and you create it from scratch and you help build it and you help create new possibilities and then create an action plan to actually take it there. and. I realized that I had this entrepreneurial mindset that I wasn't using in my day-to-day job Mm -hmm. because I was just doing the tasks that I was given. Mm -hmm. And and that knowledge together with having the blog on the side made me realize maybe creating a business for myself and turning that blog into a business would really fulfill me and make me happier. And create a way for me to work that doesn't feel like work because in the end I think that's that's our goal right yeah. that we're so fulfilled by what we do that it we are happy getting up in the morning um so that's kind of how the next trip blog started as as more of a business rather than just a mm. journal that's awesome and it's and it's really awesome that you know you you got the let's say the support of somebody who can you know guide you and uh, help you to f- to find out those points because um, I remember for myself when I had like my let's say emotional threshold I was there and I didn't know what the heck I was supposed to do I didn't even know coaching existed none of that and so it was just like where do you even start and I think that's like exactly. a major struggle of many people that I also know who are not happy in their job but also they don't know what to do I completely agree I was at that point and the my coach really, really helped me. It was it was a wonderful experience to work with her. That's awesome. And so what would you say has has changed now over the last two years for you personally, that ever since you, you kind of started, you know, this uh, new path where you found your outlet and uh, where you could, uh, you know, somehow create something for yourself? Um, you mean, do you mean personally or do you mean on the business perspective? No, for you personally. I would say I am much, much happier with myself. 
I am ready to or willing to work harder, but I get so much more fulfillment from it. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I learn a lot on a daily basis. Uh, the one, the biggest things that I had to learn is how to divide my time, and I'm I'm still learning, and how to be productive when you're on your own schedule. But it's so rewarding if you start your own project and you can do it on your own terms. Mm. And whenever you're done with it, you feel this immense fulfillment and also drive to keep going and and start your next project right away. It's being your own boss that I love doing. And it sounds easy, but then on the other hand, it's really hard to keep yourself on track. But you can... You're your own, um, there's this German saying that you're um, the creator of your own luck. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with being your own boss. You're the creator of your own destiny and your your own company. You can do whatever you think works for you and for your company. And that's one thing that I really enjoy um, listening to my audience, my followers, finding out what they want to hear from me. And then taking all of those data points, putting them into an action plan and creating content accordingly and creating blog posts accordingly. It's one of the things that I truly love. And I'm just a happier person and I feel more accomplished and and driven, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Would you even say that um, having found that outlet has also helped you to cope with things that have happened at work? 100%. Yes, you could not have said it better. So once I had my outlet and had something that I could focus on on the side, I was much more capable of dealing with stress and difficult situation at work. Previously, um, before I found my outlet, I would be at work and I would dwell over an email or something my boss said for days and I couldn't let it go because Mm. this was my entire world. I had nothing else to focus on but this misery that I got myself into I couldn't get out of it because I couldn't stop thinking about it couldn't let go and then once I had my outlet and I would come home and I knew I had a thousand other things to do Mm -hmm. I was forced to let go of my fears at work and of all those negative conversations and the negativity going on and that was actually a blessing in disguise because Once I had to, I forced myself to let go of that negativity, I was more balanced. I was Mm -hmm. able to to just be a more positive person. And that also has a positive effect on your health. Yeah. Because like holding on to those grudges, it really does not help with your health at all. No. So it's strangely enough, adding more to my plate made me a more balanced person. (laughs) Yeah, and I, think, and I think this is something that, you know, so many don't realize because it's not, it's, it's, it's literally like, if, if you don't, if you accumulate all those negative emotions and they're all stuck, let's say energetically, they can literally yes. affect your physical body, your physical health. So um, I think this is a super important topic. And um, would you say that you were able to notice like that let's say the intense maybe negativity uh or the the dwelling or the misery that you uh, mentioned um only after you had something else to focus on no i didn't i didn't notice it when i was in it when mm. i was in the situation and i got a nasty email at 10 p.m. and i was i would cry for like 2 3 hours because it was so bad and you know in the moment, but you don't know how to get yourself out of it because mm-hmm. that was my only world. So once I added blogging to my plate and I started meeting people and I started going to events and doing things, I didn't have time to dwell on an email. Sometimes at 10 p.m. I didn't even have time to read an email because I was at an event. So and nobody needs to read a work email at 10 p.m. No. <laughs> Even in the finance industry, like there is no need. Like it can wait until the next morning, 7 a.m. So for me, um, I wasn't able to let go by myself. So having the blog on the side mm-hmm. and this major to-do list helped me to do all the things that people would tell me to do, to let go, to focus on something else. Mm-hmm. And it it was just so much, I was so much happier. It was easier to let go if that makes sense yeah no totally 
And just today I was listening to an audiobook and it said, you know, one of the keys really for for a human to, let's say, to not drift into, um, let's say, negative negative states like that or a life that you actually don't want because that's what happens when we just get drifted away is really to have a clear let's say life purpose and once you have something else to focus on all of the things that you just mentioned happen so I find it so awesome that you have found that for yourself um thank you I couldn't agree more (laughs) yeah um so what would you say happened you know that had really brought you to this point of saying you know okay you know what I've got enough I don't want to do this anymore. And um, me and Kyle, we want to do, you know, X, Y, Z now. So what brought you to this point of really saying, you know, I quit? Because for you, like being being an American in America, having a job is one thing. But being a foreigner in America, being dependent on a visa and all that stuff that comes with it is a totally different story. So that decision would not only, let's say, switch jobs for you but really like you know you have to have a completely alternative plan because you would leave to have to leave the country Correct. right yes yes uh, so there's um there's actually a two-part answer to your question mm-hmm. so for one it has been Kyle's dream for a very long time to drive all the way to South America mm-hmm. and and just explore everything it's um he calls it overlanding it's it's known as overlanding in mm-hmm. the industry And it's been his plan for a long time and he wanted to do it, but I was never ready. I was focusing on my career. I wanted to establish myself in the finance industry. I was really driven to make work and and work really hard. And as I mentioned, I had a really, really rough year in 2017 Mm -hmm. at work. And and that's kind of what triggered that bad year triggered that I need to change something in my life. And... I don't remember specific conversation, but I just remember that we were working on the project and I was putting my heart and soul into it. And in the end, uh, when it came to go travel to visit a client, my boss took somebody else from the team. And then another time he took yet somebody else from the team. And then at some point he said, oh, yeah, it will be your turn next year's or next time. And I knew that time was probably never going to come. Mm. So... At that point, I realized that my whatever I put into my work is not what I get from work. I don't see any rewards. I don't see any accomplishments or acknowledgments from my teammates. Um, and so I knew something had to change. I had to change my complete life. And it was really hard for me to admit because finance was my pride. I'm a very proud person. And working in finance was what I have worked towards my entire life. Mm. And admitting to myself that it is okay to quit, that it's okay, that it's not a failure, but it's okay to say this is not what I actually wanted um, and I'm changing my mind, that was the biggest step. And then once I found out that I'm okay leaving my life that I thought I wanted, Mm -hmm. I was open to really anything. And... So Kyle and I sat down and discussed what we have wanted to do and we really enjoyed blogging and wanted to do this overlanding trip that he had dreamed of. So we decided to stay in corporate for a little bit longer to save up money so we can do that. So I stuck it out. I stayed in my job for another almost two years. Wow. I stayed until mid or oh, September 2019 and then we had enough money saved up and were able to really travel for a year without having to worry about income. So it would still be fun for us and we Mm -hmm. can blog and see if um, having a blog could be something that we can actually do full time. That's awesome. So when you, when you were going through, through that situation, you know, um, and I know how hard it can be to, let's say giving yourself actually permission to change paths and to not like, I'm also that kind of person. If I tell you something, I stick with it and I follow through. But sometimes yes. if that following through is, is doing you more hurt than actually any good, um, you know, it can be tough. So, you know, what helped you to, let's say, make peace with yourself? That is a very good question. Um, and it's a tough one to answer. I I would say I was talking to a lot of people about it, a lot of my friends, other millennials, and 
people who have been going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I know I have a few friends that I met through Instagram and they also changed their path. They're, they're doing completely different things than I'm doing, but they also decided they're going to start their own business. They're letting go of the corporate world and the negativity they were trapped in and just hearing them feeling better and saying that, you know, this is not a failure. This is me changing my life it's okay to say okay this doesn't work anymore Mm. that kind of that was the one thing that helped me the most is just talking to other people and hearing from their experiences Um, because as I said for myself it was incredibly hard to admit that my life goal is not happening I am not happy in finance I don't have what it takes and um, because that's what in my mind it was always you don't have what it takes you're too weak you can't stick this out mm. and and that's that has nothing to do with it it works for some people it didn't work for me because I have other strengths I have strengths that I cannot use in the finance industry not in the job I had so it makes more sense for me to create some uh, an environment for myself where I can be my best self and use all of those strengths yeah and I mean in the end this is also like who defines whether you're failing at something or not? I too, I was so afraid, you know, of doing things wrong or or failing, not being able to deliver the results and all that bullshit, to be honest, because yeah. in the end, you are the only person. This is for everybody who's listening, because I know this is a major thing, you know, for, for anyone, like this fear of failure. But really, you're the only person who can e- even define what failure is. you can only for me it's like you can only fail if you're not being let's say authentic if you're not following through with what it is that you actually want and sometimes I feel like or not sometimes we have to realize that most of our let's say primary goals that we're pursuing in the beginning we've set them when we were like teenagers or something like that when we had no freaking clue about why we actually want that You've seen a picture or something on TV. It has been placed in your mind. And then you were just pursuing that without even questioning, you know, do I want that? Why do I want that? <laughs> you know, and I completely agree. Is there anything else? So I find it, you know, really, um, really awesome that you that you are also sharing it, you know, because it's a very personal topic. Um how did you how did your family or your your yeah mainly your family react were they supportive of your decision or how did they you know what was their role in all of this well you know being originally from switzerland and having a swiss half swiss half italian family um i wouldn't say i was approached with as much support as i would get say with U.S. parents because I feel like the mindset in the U.S. is very different than in Europe, especially in German-speaking countries. Um, So for a long time, I I struggled telling my family that, oh, hey, I'm going to take some time off and go traveling. And I struggled telling them, oh, by the way, I have a blog now. Um, I didn't, like, they did not understand why I was, I would choose to switch up a that place of safety, you know, to, to leave a place where I have a steady income and a place where I can have a career, which looks really great from the outside. And, um, after they saw how unhappy I was and how bad I was doing Mm -hmm. just personally and also, also physically, I think they started to understand why I wanted to leave. They would still prefer if I was in the corporate industry. And as of today, they're kind of looking for jobs for me <laughs> all over the place. Um, and and I will I will just take this year of traveling full time and blogging full time as a test period to see if I can completely um, be independent and if I can make an income enough to support myself. And And I have this dream that once they see how happy it makes me and that it actually works, they will come around too and they will be supportive as well. They will. Yeah, I mean... This is something that that I have learned as well. It's like there's so many parallels, but it's just in the end... And this is also one thing that I really want to share with everybody. It's just like when it comes to, let's say, our parents, our friends, or whoever does not understand what it is that you want, it's because everybody's at a different, you know, 
everybody has a different blueprint with how you're supposed to live life, with how success looks like, with how whatever happiness looks like. And um, our parents are a totally different generation. So for them, yes. stability and safety and all of this is very important. And they have no freaking clue what a fucking blog is. <laughs> they don't know <laughs> what a podcast is. So they're like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you had the same job. Go back to that. But it's that it has nothing to do with them, let's say, not wanting to support you or not loving exactly. you or all that. They, they Their mind just can't, you know, understand this whole new concept and all those new opportunities that are out there for making money you know you can make money with almost anything nowadays and um exactly but for them it's just not any type of reality and so um I've always also learned that you know parents will always come around and especially when they see that you are doing you know well and that you're happy with the way you're doing things they're gonna be all good <laughs> I completely agree. I can't wait for that. <laughs> it, it's going to come. Just have patience. Even oh, my mom now, she's still like sometimes telling me, you know, don't you want to move back here? And I'm like, no, no, thank you. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but she she just keeps going. I think she will just in her mind, it's just like it's a matter of time, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, now, now let's, if we focus more on, on your blog and what you were able to create of it w with it. Um, so you started it out basically as a hobby, just to share with your family and friends and, um, Correct. what you're doing, what was the moment or what changed it that made you, you know, really consider it to take it from a hobby to actually maybe a possible potential way of making a living for yourself? Um, so as I said, when when we decided to quit our jobs and travel full time, for me, that always included blogging on the side. Mm -hmm. I was not ready to just travel and then end up doing anything on the side. I'm not the kind of person that can just do nothing. Mm -hmm. And and having the blog really made me super excited for Kyle's dream as well and got me on board because for me, I, I found my purpose in in blogging and sharing my passion for travel mm -hmm. and traveling full-time with him basically allowed me to live that purpose every single day because I can share new destinations and tips of how to get there and what to do every single day. So um, it was kind of a, it was not a specific moment. It just happened over time as I got more into blogging and and we got more fed up with the corporate America as mm -hmm. to say um, that we decided we'll just do it. We didn't, there wasn't a time when we thought, oh, could we, could we not? We just said, we're doing it. That's awesome. It's just, it, it was a thought in our minds and we just did it. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So we, we, for everyone that wants to do this, I would say it's always a good idea to save up some money mm -hmm. and because the first couple of years or months can be rough. You don't know where your income is going to come from. You don't know what exactly is going to happen. And there's a lot of hidden expenses that you don't think about, especially once you have a company and filing reports and like annual reports and and doing all the business aspect of, of having a company. Those things are more expensive than you think. So it's always good to have a little bit of savings on the side to support yourself. And that's what we did. So for us, once you have that little pillow and you feel comfortable that you can support yourself, it's a much easier decision to make. And in the end, if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to a corporate job or you can always go back to whatever you wanted to do if you want to do a career change and, and change, for instance, in my field from finance to strategy. You can always do that afterwards as well. Yeah. People in today's day and age are going to appreciate the fact that you started your own business, you learned about the struggles that come with having a business and are driven enough to be a self-starter that's yeah. going to be a huge asset on your resume so don't for everyone that wants to do it is scared I would say don't worry about what comes afterwards because you will learn so many new skill sets mm -hmm. that you can apply in your next corporate job if you want another corporate job that you will you'll come up higher Like your like your point status is going to be higher yeah. after this experience than than beforehand. 
So when um, when did you actually file the company? Uh, we um, what did we do? September 2019. Yeah, we we filed to be an LLC. Congratulations! Thank you. So um, let's say in this very still young uh, business life, what what were some of the let's say biggest challenges that you have encountered in the beginning? Because I was personally, I don't know, I'm not a detail oriented person, and so this whole overload with taxes and and accounting and all that stuff, it was just like an overload for me. I did not want to do that. <laughs> So, but, and that's yeah. just a minor part, but what, what were some of the key challenges that you kind of observed for you guys? So the administrative challenges are definitely a big portion that what you just mentioned is just having to understand, okay, here I'm filing. This is, these are my articles of incorporation. <laughs> um, I have to go get a business bank account. I um, have to file taxes. I have to find an annual report. Those are definitely difficult things to deal with, especially if you don't come from a finance field. Luckily, mm -hmm. Kyle is a CPA, so he works in accounting oh, and he is awesome. very familiar with that. But he still did not know how to file an annual report for your own company. He was working in auditing. And while it sounds like it's the same, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so those are definitely difficulties. But the other thing that is hugely important To, to figure out from the very beginning is really having contracts for everything. Setting up legal contracts for every, transactions you every transaction you make which are supposed to um, pay you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really crucial and understanding what those, contract means, what those contracts mean. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it means that you might have to work with a lawyer for a little bit. I was lucky enough that I was my finance job was together with lawyers. So I was reading a lot of legal documents and I was very familiar with the language and how to set things up. So for me, um, that aspect wasn't that difficult, but still you have to set up a contract. So when I work with a company to promote any of their products, I would send them a contract where I explain what I do for them, mm -hmm. what they do for me what are the, all the liabilities are, and so forth. And and that's a big hurdle for a lot of people, but it's very, very important. Mm. And do you actually have any any other role models in either yours or Kyle's, uh, let's say, closer environment that have been role models for you? Or was that also one thing that you had to, let's say, search for yourself? I think, well, my dad is, is is a role model in some ways because he started his own company mm. from scratch and he's doing really, really well. So I think from an entrepreneurial side, he's definitely a role model. And so is my mom because she is probably the most driven and focused person I have ever met. Um, but with regard to seeing millennials getting out of the corporate world mm -hmm. and doing their own thing, I really had to look for my own role models. Um, there was no, there was nobody that we had in our environment that did the same thing at that point. And we found, I found a lot of people on Instagram through Instagram that I connected with and they did the same thing. And, and they really ended up being my role models. Mm. So it's, Just seeing them being great at what they did. A few of them are life coaches now, mm -hmm. actually kind of like you are, which is amazing. And um, so seeing them making, taking the plunge and just doing it mm -hmm. was extremely impressive and gave me a lot of motivation. Yeah, and I think it's it's so important to to at least, you know, let's say have it in your, in your um It's called horizon of possibilities and really seeing people doing it and seeing that it is possible and that it is something that, you know, is worthwhile pursuing. Um, and I think for many people out there, including myself, um, it's it's a struggle to have those kind of role models in your closer environment. So um, for everybody, you know, who's maybe challenged with the same thing, you know, like Bettina mentioned, even on Instagram, you can, you can just look for people, um, or just search online and, um, find people who you can, you know, um, who you can, 
not not copy, but you know, you can you can model or you can see what they're doing and um, learn from that. That is so important. Absolutely. So another Absolutely. thing that I enjoyed really also observing throughout the let's say last year actually um, was you know you growing your Instagram and your social media. I remember when well, thank you the, the moment when you were celebrating your first one thousand followers, and then a couple of <laughs> yeah. months later, I was like, oh my god, you know, it went up to I don't know, let's say three thousand people, and now you're almost at nine thousand followers, which is amazing. So um, thank you. What is it actually that you enjoy about Instagram so much? There's actually a lot of things that I enjoy about Instagram. There's a, everyone, I think every content creator has a bit of a love-hate relationship with Instagram. But one of the things that I really enjoy are creating content, being, um, being creative and just putting something that I love in a photo. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I really like, and I think that goes back to my personality, I, um, I'm a 99 to 99% an extrovert. <laughs> so the one thing that I love is connecting with people. And I know it sounds really weird, but as of still today, I talk to people on Instagram and then after having talked to them for maybe a month, I will go meet them in person. Mm. And it sounds really strange to some people, but I have met the most amazing people, women ever through Instagram And they're all powerhouses. They are super driven and they motivate me on a daily basis. So it's it's weird to say, but the best friends I have right now are all people that I met through Instagram. And that's by far my favorite thing. And it's one thing if you're if you're an extrovert or if you're an introvert and want to start putting yourself out there and want to get out of your comfort zone, Instagram is definitely a great place to start because you can put as much into it as you want. You don't mm. have to go overboard. And if you don't trust a person, then then go with your gut feeling and, and don't talk to them anymore. And it's a great platform to just create community and, cre and create friendships, really. So that's what I love about it most. And on days when I am... Um, sad about my numbers and, and focus too much about my numbers, I try to come back to, to that and realize, you know, these are all of the people that you met and you only met them thanks to this small app. You know, it's, it's, it's really weird, but it's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And so what have you learned, you know, about how to use it? Let's say, because I think like, um, let's say, marketing or promoting or social media strategy is such a you know hassle so yeah the fact that you were able to actually grow it so fast and so big in my opinion like um it shows that you i don't know you you have a really good grasp for for let's say the platform and for what people want and so thank you what do you think are the were the keys Or are some of the factors that you think have helped you to build the audience in such a short period of time? Um, well, some of my biggest drivers would be, well, first of all, do not give up. I know Instagram is can be very disheartening sometimes. And the biggest thing is to don't give to not give up success i mean i wouldn't even consider myself a large account but account size does not come overnight mm -hmm. it is very steady growth and even if you look at people that have 300,000 followers they have been in the game for seven or so years and that means seven years of posting every day and being on stories every day well or ever since stories started happening and and it's 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 a business and nothing grows overnight. You can't just be successful overnight. And the same is true for connecting with people on Instagram. It's it's like making friendships in real life. It will take time to start building trust, to build a community. And when once you start building that community, um, you're able to to be motivated by it as well. Kind of like with real friendships, you're you're getting back as much as you put in. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing, and I know everyone keeps saying that, but engaging with people online and and creating this authentic audience is one of the key points. And then at some point, your audience will, will give back to you. So 
I, for for instance, I'm friends with one of the with a travel blogger from the U.S. and we've never met in person. We're only Instagram friends, and I posted a blog post that she liked so much that she was telling her audience about it too, which is completely unexpected. But once you have that connection with people, it's it's a give and take. You help mm. support each other, and and that's one of the key things to. Uh, to create uh, a community and to grow on Instagram. And the other thing, of course, is content, valuable content. And that could be value through photos. If you're really good at photography, that is that is your value. If you're really good at writing captions and being motivating every day, that can be, that can be your focus. Or you can provide tips. Um, I see a lot of people that provide Instagram tips in their captions or photography tips or travel tips, all those things provide value to your audience. And I feel like today's day and age is already so full of influencers. Mm. You really need to find out what it is that you can provide for somebody else that will help them. Just having um, a selfie is not helpful to as many people as if you provided them with, I don't know, food tips or mm. fitness tips like think about something that um you're passionate about but also that will help people and that you can teach them and then that's what's going to really grow your your audience having mm. that niche and providing value within your niche it's really hard to find but once you have it things will snowball yeah would you say that because i've seen that uh at some point you started meeting a lot of a lot of fellow bloggers i, I think around chicago yeah. especially yeah. would you say that mm -hmm. that has also helped you a lot in um well not only finding your tribe what you mentioned but also you know um i don't know get um, how to say that to to learn or to um get more connected and by that it has helped you become more more present in more people's let's say um instagram feeds absolutely um i'm always in the mindset uh community over competition mm -hmm. always always yeah. always and i am happy to share anything with everyone i'm a very open book and setting up a community in chicago really helped me being more creative, learning from other people, because everybody brings a skill to the table that you might not have. It could mm -hmm. be it could be anything at all. I learned how to deal with Pinterest from one of my friends, and another friend taught me about photography, and then another friend taught me about something else, and in return, I was able to teach more about my travel tips. Mm -hmm. And so collaborating with other people will really bring you further if you think about it it's it's you against the world or it could be you in a group of 10 against the world which group do you think is going to go further <laughs> in life you or or when you have 10 people that are yeah. problem solving together so it's it's that community that really brings you forward and that touches back onto what i said earlier having your tribe um helps you get through those low days helps yeah. you learn and also helps me be more creative because I learn how to take pictures from different angles and perspectives and have different ideas thanks to what other people do yeah that's so true and I think this is also what this was also one of the motivations for me to start the podcast because I was feeling like you know it's always like especially amongst women it's like competing against each other instead of championing each other and you know saying like oh how cool you know that's why I'm saying like how cool is it that Bettina was able to do xyz and that she's now traveling and that she quit her job and everything how can I do that too what can I learn from her instead of like oh she must have been lucky or you know all those kind of nonsense comments that just um tear each other down instead of like really uplift each other and really you know foster just what you just said like this community and learning from each other so i i really love that thank you yeah and i 100% agree it's all about supporting each other especially as women um today we It's all about support and lifting each other and helping each other grow and, and become a better version of ourselves. Yeah. 
So you're really posting every single day. And um, I try. <laughs> and unless you get blocked, you, that there has been a phase. Unless of that. I get blocked. Yes. <laughs> but I think you got to you got to handle on that. But you know, how do you stay creative, you know, with your content to you always, you know, post something different and um, not get like, oh, I need to post something, you know, what do I post? How do you stay like motivated and creative with that? So one of the things is traveling really influences me and inspires me when I when I go to new places um, and, and I walk around the city. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. I want to capture this and share this with my audience because they probably never thought that, you know, I don't know. Albuquerque mm -hmm. in New Mexico could be so beautiful. They probably don't think about it. So once I stepped foot there, all I wanted to do was take photos and share it with everybody. It was such an inspiration to to see the city and the culture. For me, that's the main driver. And then we take so many photos. It's it's really easy to to just have something every single day because we're there and we take photos, like a thousand photos per weekend. Um there should be one or the other good one. <laughs> and then um, working with working together with different kind of companies and other um, creators mm -hmm. is extremely helpful too. Whenever I go somewhere, I try to meet up with other people and they would show me their aspect of the city and just spending time with them would teach me different ways to pose and different ways to dress or different ways to take photos. And that makes things also way more interesting. So it's a combination of those two that keep me motivated and also get me excited about creating content. Mm -hmm. And when you're excited about sharing a photo that you've put so much work in, it's not every morning, oh, I have to post. It's more <laughs> of a, I'm really excited. This post is going live today. I hope you guys are going <laughs> to like it. It's it's definitely a thrill to share it rather than um yeah, rather than something that you dread. Yeah. Right? That's cool. And is there any any time, like any moment where you feel like um you actually I don't know, you 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 get lost or so let's say hung up on taking pictures and capturing that you're not feeling that you're experiencing the moment anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes yes, I, 100%. I, I intentionally, I don't want to do anything on social media and I just want to be in that moment. Yes, I could have captured quite a few things, but it's just like um, sometimes I intentionally make this decision because otherwise, you know, something I feel like always gets lost in a certain way. Absolutely. Um, like with every job, um, and I, I qualify this as a job, but Instagram is is something you definitely need to take breaks off and you need to find your own balance. That's the one biggest issue that Kyle and I still have as of today. And it's really, really hard to find that balance. But he is coming more from a side of traveling and wanting to explore mm -hmm. a culture and a place. And I'm coming from the side of content creation. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to find a balance of doing both, being able to travel and really experience it And at the same time, still take photos and that I can share with my audience on Instagram and on the blog. And it's really tough to balance, but I purposely take breaks from Instagram and I know it doesn't look like it, but I'm usually not very active in the evenings because I spend time with my family mm -hmm. and I spend time with Kyle and we have scheduled blocks of time when we have meetings or something we call meeting, but really we're just sitting down chatting. But <laughs> it, it's time away from our phone. We we yeah. schedule time to put our phones away and not be on Instagram and really be in the moment. Mm. And And it took me a while to get here, but it's very important to have that balance and from the very get-go know that you can't just be on every single minute of every single day because that's also not good for your health yeah for your physical health or as well as mental health so i i try to do that and but it's still a struggle especially when we travel because my first instinct is like oh my god i'm gonna do an instagram story right away this is so beautiful i need to share this with my followers right now <laughs> so it's yeah it's a struggle but it's a great thing then that the two of you are really like uh complimenting each other and we are uh, that that really helps a lot 
So um, when we look at your business side, you know, you're, you're just pretty much starting out, um, which is awesome. Yes. Um, how Thank much you. of the, let's say, how much of, of the, um, of the growth that you have, that you have created, let's say on social media so far with your community, or were you actually able to, you know, to convert into like active income? Um, is this something that, you know, is already happening or is this something that you're working on? Like, how do you maybe go about it for everybody who's maybe interested in, you know, or thinking about starting a blog and has no clue on what to do about it? Um, and who can maybe learn from the first steps that you guys have already taken? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there is multiple ways you can make money when you blog. Um, one of the things that is most popular in the fashion blogging industry is using affiliate links, which means that you can post an outfit on your Instagram, for instance, and through a certain app, people can go shop your outfit and whenever they click on a link or purchase one of the items that you're wearing and linked, mm -hmm. you will get a small amount of commission. So that's um, one way to make a bit of an income. Another way would be working together with companies and have sponsored posts. So for instance, they will pay you to post something on Instagram or um, even when they, you can also travel, uh, work together with um, tourism boards and travel to a certain place. Mm -hmm. um, those are called press trips and you can go on paid press trips or unpaid press trips. For me, even having unpaid ones is some sort of an indirect income because I don't have the expense of traveling there because they're paying for my expenses, but they're not paying me on top of that. Mm -hmm. And that's a very popular thing for travel bloggers to do. Mm -hmm. And then another thing is having advertisements go on your actual website. I'm personally not a fan of having too much advertisements on my blog. I currently don't have any. So mm -hmm. I don't launch any ads when you go on my website, thenexttrip.xyz. There's there's nothing on there. I have sponsored posts, but I don't have any banners or any campaigns on there that will drive you to go onto a different website. But that's a way you can make money as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple different ways you can make income. Right now, because we have saved money for our one-year trip, our main goal right now is not to make money with the blog. Yes, it's nice, but we want to focus on growing an audience first mm -hmm. and really giving back to that audience on providing value. And once you have established a, an audience base and people that are really interested in what you do, I think then you can start thinking about monetizing a bit more. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely have income right now from affiliate links, which is what I was talking about when I talked about the fashion blogging industry. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the items that I wear in my posts are linked. So when you shop them, I get a little bit of commission. And I also get sponsored posts on Instagram. So I get paid to post um, an outfit or a product or mm -hmm. something. So I do make some income, but it's by no means a full-time income. Yeah. It's definitely something that... I am working towards um, that comes hand in hand by building your uh, like creating a bigger audience. Mm -hmm. And I do have a free project that I'm working on, which should provide a bit more of a reliable income. But it's going to be a year to a two year project to get there. It's not it's not something that comes overnight. That's nice. And would you would you recommend people to or have you been proactive, let's say, about finding sponsorships or were those actually coming uh, to you inquiring you? Uh, there's a bit of a mix of both. Mm. I would say 80% of the time I go about finding sponsorship. I'm very active. I pitch to companies, fashion companies or hotels or um, tourism boards. And also when you look at the things that I use in everyday life, um, such as like a water bottle or something and, and things I really like, I will pitch to those companies and say, hey, I've been using your items for or your product for a year I would really like to share it with my audience. Um, mm -hmm. If you have, like, if they have any new products that they're launching or new colors, and be like, "Hey, I would love to promote your new turquoise water bottle." Mm -hmm. um, I think my audience would love it. I personally use it every day, so why don't we work together? So I definitely am very, very active about reaching out to other brands. And one of my tips to other aspiring 
uh, Instagrammers, influencers, or bloggers is start reaching out very early on. Even if you have a thousand followers on Instagram, start reaching out. Yes, the majority of the people are not going to respond, and the part that will respond is probably going to say no. But you'll learn how to reach out and how to pitch, and you will learn how to deal with the no's. And I started pitching when I was about a thousand followers, and I think I learned a lot from it. I don't know how my pitches compare to a lot of other people, but I definitely learned a lot, and and it was very helpful. And some people actually said yes. So you never know, right? Yeah. yeah. That's an awesome and advice. Then, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's some companies that reach out to me, but um, it's more difficult when someone reaches out to me. You can't, you're in a different spot. You can't decide who you want to work with or what product exactly you would like to promote. Mm. And I am very particular about what I advertise for because I want to be able to say this is authentically me. I actually use this product. I do really like it. I would highly recommend it to my friends. And so when a company reaches out to me, it's always this balance between Mm. am I able to say yes or am I not, or have I never heard of this product and I want to test it first before I actually talk about it on my social media? So, um, but yeah, so for the most part, to answer your question, I reach out to other brands. Well, that's awesome. And um, I think it's, a, like I mentioned, it's a great advice to just, you know, start reaching out for for the reason that you that you mentioned. It's like just getting that learning curve. And by the time that you're then going to have a bigger audience, you're going to already be like, you can just get it out of your pocket like instantly and have a totally different level of confidence to it. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. And so, you know, when we, when we, when you look back at, let's say the last decade, um, I mean, in, in my opinion, I feel like you've come to really this point of, let's say, total freedom, uh, having made that decision and giving yourself the permission to, you know, just go and do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, So what do you think has helped you throughout all those last years to come to this, let's say, not final point, but this point of total freedom? I would say following my inner passion Mm -hmm. and just letting myself like learning who I am and after I knew who I am and understood who I am as a person and personality not be afraid to show that and and live it to the fullest Mm. I know I'm a people's person I don't like being alone and in the beginning I took that as a disadvantage but really it can be a huge advantage so just accept it and go with it roll with who you are and and pursue your passion no matter what because once you are you're pursuing your passion and you're happy and you're doing what you love every day the rest of the world will strangely fall into place it's it's this bizarre thing that you send into the universe this is what i'm going to do this is Mm -hmm. where i'm going and i am completely happy with it i'm going full steam ahead things were coming around. People will start noticing you for those strengths and those passions. And then they will start coming to you for help when they need it. When they're in those situations when they think, oh, Bettina will be able to help with that. So that was one of the biggest things that helped me. And then the second thing, which I know is not, not everyone is as lucky as I am, but I have a partner who is extremely supportive of of my dreams and goals and luckily Kyle has very similar dreams and goals and and so that's that's another huge thing having that support system having a best friend or a partner or family or or just a group of friends that support you and and help you grow that's one of the things that is really worth holding on to Yeah, and so and it's so beautiful because I mean you and Kyle have been almost together for almost a decade all also. Yes. So um, <laughs> nine years. <laughs> you've you've shared like so many years together. And um yeah, so do you want to give us a little bit of insight? I don't know how, how much you have planned for the next year. Um, but do you want to give us some insight of what it is that you're actually going to do? I mean, you're gonna travel from North to South America, but is Correct. there any concrete 
plans that you can share with us already? I can share a little bit. I won't share too much <laughs> just because I want to keep everyone on their toes. So um, we decided to drive from Vancouver, Canada, mm -hmm. all the way down to the southernmost point in the world, which is Tierra del Fuego in Argentina. Ushuaia. And and that's how, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, I think the, the most southern point is Ushuaia in uh, Tierra del Fuego. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Sorry, I did not hear properly what you said. Anyway, um, so we're driving there. Yeah. And hopefully at that point we can take uh, the cruise to go visit Antarctica. Mm. But the point is to drive all the way down and step in a variety of countries and take our own time exploring each of the country that we're stopping in. And what makes this trip a bit more interesting is that we are traveling in our... Um, In our camper, we have a pop-up camper that you can put on top of our pickup truck. And mm -hmm. it's it's a very small. If you guys want to check out my Instagram, I, I have a bunch of photos on there. It's tiny. Mm -hmm. But we'll be traveling in that. And for me, the biggest struggle is getting my closet in there. <laughs> because I have a massive closet. But just combining my feminine side with the camper outdoor lifestyle is going to be probably one of the best things that we'll do next year and I'm sure it's going to be a struggle but also very interesting to follow along yeah for sure I've seen the camper van and I'm, I'm going to be very uh curious to see if that car is going to make it all the way down to Ushuaia <laughs> so. I'm pretty excited it's a it's a Toyota and no this is not sponsored but Toyotas are super reliable yeah. and so I am very hopeful <laughs> <laughs> that our little Toyota is going to make it there. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, right? <laughs> cool. So um, one of the things that I always uh, like to ask, um, you know, based on your experience and um, everything that you've personally been through the last couple of years, if there was one message that you could just implant into every woman's head or mind Uh, so that they would not have to struggle with that anymore. Um, what would that mess one message be that you would like to share with all the women out there? Um, that's a good point. I have so many things I would like to say. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is don't be afraid, and I'm saying this with the quotation marks, to fail. Mm -hmm. And by failure, I don't mean, I mean whatever you consider failure, Right. Because nobody ever thinks about you as, oh, this is the person who failed. What really matters is how you come back from it. If you, if you tumble, nobody's going to care that you tumbled. You get back up and you keep walking and you keep doing your thing. Don't define yourself by that failure. Define yourself by what you're going to do afterwards. Taking action, changing things so it's not going to happen again, learning from it. And really get up and and do it again or do something else and define like that action that you take afterwards. That's what people are going to remember you by. They're not going to remember how many times you did something wrong. They're going to remember what you did right. So focus on on getting up and doing it no matter how hard you fell, no matter how much it hurt. Just get pull yourself out of it. Get up and move forward. You got this. <laughs> yes, you got this. Um, and, um, what would three nuggets of wisdom be to the six-year-old Bettina if now sending, now sending her three messages from the current you, uh, that you would like her to know about life, about herself, about anything that you want to prepare her for life for, uh, what would those three pieces of wisdom be that six-year-old Bettina needs to know? She definitely needs to know that it's okay if not everybody likes her. It's okay to not have everyone be your friend, that's for sure. Uh, the second thing is you are worthy. You are worthy of being yourself and and being in this world and you're doing great. And there's let nobody else tell you anything else. And the third would be kind of same as the second, um, no matter how much people tell you that you're doing something wrong or how you're talking too much or how you're too outgoing, mm -hmm. don't listen to them because at some point later in your life, this is going to help you a huge deal 
And that's going to be your main strength that people will envy you for. Beautiful. So Bettina, where can people, you know, find you? Where can they uh, check out your trip that you're going to do and all the things that you're posting about traveling tips, uh, how to make it happen for yourself? Where can they find you? Absolutely. So I am very active on Instagram, as we already mentioned, and my handle is the next trip, one word. And I am sharing everything about my trip on my Instagram stories and on my feed. Then you can find me on the blog, which is www.thenexttrip.xyz or for any Canadians or non-American.xyz. <laughs> um, so the blog is basically where we share all of our travel tips and as well as the story. And if you are on Facebook, I have a Facebook page for the blog, which is the Next Trip blog. It's very consistent throughout, so it should be easy to find me. And if you heard me through that podcast and are listening to Olga a lot, which is amazing, please reach out. Please let me know. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. So awesome, Bettina. Thank you so much for having made that time for us and sharing your story. I really like absolutely I, i personally learned a lot i think there were so much so many powerful messages that it will help a lot of people so i'm really appreciative that you made this happen today thank you thank you so much for tuning into the thrive podcast and spending your precious time with us if you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too please share it with your network friends and family I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.